Hello everyone. My name is Taruna Ramani. I am a public speaking coach. In fact, I wear many hats and with my podcast series, I hope to bring my years of experience as a mom and a teacher of some value to you. Here I am today talking about a topic which resonates very strongly with my parenting beliefs. Honestly, we all wish parenting came with a manual or a cheat sheet that we could use and it could help with parenting our kids at all ages in all situations, right? Parenting isn't a zero sum game. It's a lifetime of work and therefore it demands from us many versions of ourselves over time. Think of how our parenting styles quickly adapt and evolve as our children progress. This journey is one of co-evolution with our kids. There are different kinds of parenting styles from authoritarian to authoritative. Through each parenting style, parents have their own beliefs about raising their kids, but whatever the style may be, we all want to get to the same goals which are that we want our kids to develop into strong individuals who can have a solid moral and ethical blueprint by means of which they run their lives successfully in this podcast we are not discussing which is a better way of parenting but we are discussing only the goals which all concerned parents share let's review our contributions as parents few things on top of our list and which give us satisfaction are when we run through the checklist in our heads food check clothing check homework check extra activities check and the list goes on we play our part some with more focus than others but we all do our best so parents let me ask you this what is your ultimate goal for your child to be happy successful well for any of us to be successful we need to be responsible for what we need to accomplish right and then we need to follow through with a zeal for this we really have to be stakeholders take ownership and then work on it diligently correct now if we want to build that kind of responsibility in our child we as parents need to impart an important life skill to our kids called self discipline what is self discipline it is the ability to do something even when you do not feel like it why because 
something needs to be done, should be done, or that someone is expecting it to be done, whether you like it or not. Do you agree with me? So, now you may ask, how can I teach my child self-discipline? Well, chores do that for your child. Simple. There is a direct connection between chores and success. A very direct connection. So you may ask, what if you gave your child a chore and he does it? Is that it? Will it teach self-discipline? Actually, the answer is no. Why? Because there's a difference between obedience and responsibility. Listen to this carefully. Parents often confuse obedience with responsibility. Most parents would love their children to do what they ask to follow directions, to not question their authority. You may think that would be perfect, but parents, that behavior can be classified as obedience. On the other hand, an attitude would be called responsible when children accept ownership of that chore, when they do it because it needs to be done and accept that it's their obligation to do so. Parents, you may have to give up having things done exactly as you would like them to be done or on your exact timetable in order for your child to move from obedience to responsibility. That switch will come. But you have to understand that you have to step back and you do not have to expect things done exactly your way or on your time. Do you see your child getting responsible? And here's the thing. By allowing your child to do it his way will definitely encourage a feeling of pride in accomplishment and foster a sense of responsibility in him. So whether you talk about self-discipline or responsibilities, chores help your child build those skills. But parents, you must realize that consistency is the key when enforcing responsibilities. It is important that you involve your child in household chores along with you so that he realizes that duties are shared by everyone. I recall the time when my kids were small and I would ask them to do chores. My son, who has a few funny bones in him, would say, so, are we promoting child labor in this house, mommy? We would all laugh. But I 
assigned them chores and they had to do them. I saw the results of it all when I was battling cancer two years back. As a mom, I wanted to protect my children from the pain and the responsibilities that would come to them by default because their mom was dealing with a disease like cancer. But honestly, I saw them take charge of themselves, duties around the house and of me. I ended up relying on them to take care of things. How did that happen? It happened because they were used to sharing responsibilities around the house. Litcott Hames, former dean of freshmen at Stanford University and author of How to Raise an Adult, says, if kids aren't doing the dishes, it means someone else is doing that for them. And so they are absolved of not only the work, but of learning that work has to be done and that each one of us must contribute for the betterment of the whole. You might think my child is a little too young right now. When he's a little older, I'll start giving him responsibilities. Wait. I say, how about we give him age-appropriate responsibilities now? I feel it's easier when you start young rather than springing a chore list on a 12-year-old. You might find resistance if you start that late. So set expectations and don't let them lapse because of school activities or students, your children's friends' time or sports getting in the way. I say it again, be consistent. A consistent system of chores teaches responsibility and organization that can help children at home and school and later within their jobs and even relationships. But parents, the key word here is a consistent system of chores. So, based on everything we've talked about so far, here is my advice to you. Have your children do chores. Whether taking out trash, walking the dog, laying the table, or emptying the dishwasher. I always assign chores to my kids as they grew up. Initially, they resisted, but thankfully, I didn't ease up. My parents didn't either, and it taught me the value of hard work and collaboration and diligence to get things done. Most importantly, it taught me responsibility. Now here are a few things to bear in mind while assigning chores. The chore must belong to the youngster. If your child doesn't do the chore, no one else does. If he does not empty the dishwasher, well, the dishes pile up, the dirty dishes pile up. 
parents, you must avoid the temptation to do the chore for your child. Unless, of course, there are special circumstances like sickness or a legitimate reason. If your child has soccer practice in the evening, let him plan ahead and empty the dishwasher as a part of getting ready for soccer. This is where self-discipline and self-esteem are nurtured. Now your child knows that other people are depending on him and he realizes that his contribution is important. And he learns planning and management skills and how to be a part of the team. Next thing to keep in mind is the chore must be a part of the daily routine. Parents, you must expect your child to perform the chore on a regular basis. It takes time and attention to create this practice. You should be firm in your expectation, firm yet kind. Third thing to keep in mind is, if your child is new to chores, introduce them one at a time. Too many could be overwhelming, which could lead to rebelling and refusing to do the chores. Fourth thing, honest praise is the most effective way to motivate your child. If your child initiates a task on his own or does an unusually good job, tell him about it. Now, what I'm saying next is my view and I think that a child should not be compensated for doing a chore. Doing something for money is the lowest form of motivation according to much research. When you compensate your child for a chore, you guarantee that your child will do that task in the future only when paid. Here is how I've solved it with my kids. When my son was younger, once I called him to lay the table while I was cooking dinner, he said, Mom, will you pay me for laying the table? That question caught me by surprise. And thinking quickly, this is what I said to him. I said, sure, I'll pay you to lay the table and you pay me to cook the dinner. There, end of conversation. What do you think happened? <laughs> okay, going on to the next one. Another thing to keep in mind is the chore must be chosen by the youngster. When children choose activities and rules, they are more likely to abide by them. And this is where family meetings fit in. Family meetings are very important to positive parenting. They can be fun and challenging and not every family meeting will be successful, which is okay. You must create an agenda and let everyone pitch in with their thoughts and 
don't drag a meeting. By age four to five, children can participate in a short family meeting and give input. According to research by Marty Rossman, children who do chores by age four will do better 15 to 20 years later than non-chores doing peers. Parents, it's harder to get teens to do chores if they haven't been ever initiated to do them previously. And sometimes it might not be worth the effort or the power struggle to institute a chore system that late. I quote author Julie Lickoth-Hames again. She says, kids don't acquire life skill by magic at the stroke of midnight on their 18th birthday. Childhood is meant to be a training ground. Parents can assist, not by always being there to do it or telling them how to do it via cell phone, but by getting out of the way and letting kids figure out for themselves. So, parents, what are we waiting for? Let's get to work. Or, let's put our children to work. Rome was not built in a day. In the same way, a mature, responsible child is not either. I'd like to wrap this podcast with a final thought. Raising extraordinary kids is directly congruent with the quality of our thoughts and efforts. Let's make this as rewarding and fun for ourselves as it will be for them. As is often said, the fun lies as much in the journey as is as it does in the destination. Until next time, ciao, namaste, au revoir. Thank you so much for listening.